Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious.
those eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening as we broadcast around the world on the Fringe FM, Talk Stream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and other platforms. Maybe you're listening in the Secret Teachings Archive on our website and many of the other streaming platforms that the show is available on. Just search The Secret Teachings. Maybe you're listening in our private archive on the website without advertisements. We welcome you to the broadcast. And we ask if you have the ability, please go to your podcast player and give the show a rating and let us know what you think about the show. A lot of listeners have been doing that. It's been helping with the growth of the show. So I really, really appreciate that. If you have any questions, anything that you'd like to mention to me or anything that you would like to share with us here on the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That is our email. You can also find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Check us out on Gab and check us out on Gitter, two new platforms that we are beginning to grow an audience on. That's Gab and Gitter. As I said, there is a free show archive on the website. There's also a link to plug in this RSS feed for the show into your podcast player so that you can get a direct link to the show. And there are links on the website for all of the different podcast and radio players where the show has been active for some time or places where we've just become approved. So you can find all of that for free at thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to get the ad-free version of the show, you can subscribe on the website. You'll get private access to the show without having to deal with those advertisements. You'll also get montages, all the montages we have for this show, and you'll get digital copies of my books. It's all on the website, as are my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, You can find our affiliate sponsors there, Pro and Water Filters, and Patreon for behind-the-scenes content, including videos and some other stuff that we have, again, on Patreon. Now, I know that last Friday, I made quite a big error, and I thought it was one of the funniest and most ironic errors that I've ever made. Uh, Last week's shows were heavily technical in terms of how we analyzed and discussed some things that were both current events and things that should still be current events. We looked at a lot of scientific studies, a lot of medical studies, a lot of engineering studies. And the one thing, I thought this was so funny, the one thing I got wrong last week, I have to correct myself, was, you know what? I really thought the Super Bowl was yesterday. I really thought it was last night. And (laughs) I thought that... uh, People started messaging me saying, no, no, the Super Bowl is next weekend. And I, I, like, I realized it right after the show. I realized, oh, the Super Bowl is next weekend. I didn't know why that was. I guess it's because 
the NFL was greedy or it has something to do with, I don't know, COVID-19. I'm not really sure, but I guess, you know, I was wrong. I don't keep up with the NFL. I just thought it was funny. Like I had this 57 page study from Johns Hopkins University. I had a printout copy of it. I sent it to a bunch of listeners who asked me. We were looking at the technicalities of that Johns Hopkins study, how lockdowns did nothing. In fact, lockdowns actually led to more psychological, economic, social, cultural stress, etc. And the one thing I did not fact check was, was when the Super Bowl was. So I apologize for that if that confused anybody. I mean, I know people listen to this show. People tell me all the time that, you know, you trust what I say. So I'm going to have to get better at letting you know when there are professional sporting events. I, I just, I, it slipped my mind. But one thing we did know for sure was that the Olympics were this weekend. And uh, the Olympics started on Friday. And I guess the Super Bowl was supposed to be this Sunday, but the NFL moved it because of greed or whatever their excuse is. I don't watch football. I grew up with like Pittsburgh Steelers, Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I don't watch football, so I didn't know. Uh, I don't even watch hockey anymore. I can't watch, I just can't watch sports anymore. I don't even see it as like a distraction. I just see it as it's boring to me. I just don't care. I, I just doesn't, doesn't mean anything to me. But the Olympics and of course the Super Bowl next weekend, uh, these are events that are, are, that are massive uh, in terms of audiences. I mean, literally tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people tune in for these events. And uh, the amount of energy the amount of, of, of consciousness that is literally just dumped and poured into the event itself, into the commercials, into, in the case of the Super Bowl, the halftime show, that's a lot of magic. That's a lot of energy. And whether it powers the, you know, the, the individual sigils and the symbols of, let's say, the companies that advertise or the ideas that are shared, and, and when I say ideas, I mean, you know, the talking points, the talking points of the commentators, the talking points of, you know, the networks or the talking points of, in the case of the Olympics, the talking points of the host country, in this case, China. Those ideas, those talking points, those symbols, those sigils, they get charged with all of that energy. And, you know, I know every year it's the same exact thing. I've already seen it. I've, I, I don't know what, where I get these emails from, but I get emails from different, like, conferences and transformative, like, I guess, websites or something. People get my email and they start sending me stuff. Either people want to be a guest or people want to just share things with me. And I, I get these emails that are like, the Super Bowl, it's satanic, it's evil, it's reptilians are running it. And it's an Illuminati ritual. And I thought, I just got that email like a couple days ago. And I thought, well, that's kind of premature, don't you think? We've never even watched the 2022 Super Bowl. So how do we know it's demonic? How do we know it's satanic? How do we know it's the Illuminati? Right? I, I just don't get how we can make that declaration already. I mean, that's something that every single year people say that. But it's nothing, nothing like that. I, I don't know what that means. It's Illuminati. I don't know what that means. It's, it's reptilians. I, I, I. I just don't know what that means. And, you know, it's the same kind of a thing with the Olympics. We just don't get a lot of time to analyze that because the Olympics, you know, obviously are every handful of years. They're not every year at the, at the exact same time. We had the, the Tokyo Olympics push back and we did a, We did a really interesting show on the Olympics in, in Japan 
about Akira, that movie that came out, I think it was in like the late 1980s, and how the Olympics had been postponed and people were calling to cancel the Olympics and just the the parallels between that movie and what actually happened with the with the uh, Olympics in Japan were kind of eerie, kind of disturbing. Uh, the Olympics this time around in China, the Winter Olympics, it's it's no less disturbing. It's just disturbing for a different reason. It's disturbing because every aspect of the event. I mean, you think you think propaganda is bad in the United States. You think propaganda is bad in like Canada. Well, every aspect of the 2022 Winter Olympics are riddled with propaganda, censorship, threats, medical tyranny, and athletes having their DNA stolen, not to mention low ratings. Uh, I mean, these stale and cold conditions, coupled with the hateful state-sponsored propaganda of China, should be concerning for the whole world, even to the countries like the United States is, is staging a diplomatic boycott. They're not sending diplomats to the game. And that's it's different than like a couple of years ago, like 13 years ago. Was it 2008 in Beijing? I think George Bush went to those games. So, they're, I mean, it's changed pretty pretty rapidly in just the last couple of years in, in, in Olympic terms. That's not a lot of Olympics between 2008 and 2022. Uh, but a lot of countries are staging diplomatic boycotts for a variety of reasons. Uh, and it's this this lifeless environment. Like I was just reading this article before the show about how, you know, the like, for, for example, the the ski jump uh, people are posting this on social media. There's like no life. <laughs> there's no there's no like scenery like China didn't do anything to make the games look good. It, it's all about. The wording, it's all about the psychology. But if you watch the ski jump, it's literally just the Olympic facility, which is just pale, gray, nothing exciting going on. And then in the background, you have got these giant cooling towers from like a nuclear power plant. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's really beautiful. Oh yeah, that looks really, really good for the international community. But see, China's too busy trying to make their their minority population of Uyghurs look like they, you know, looks like they look like they care about them and aren't waging genocide against them by putting them in extreme or they call them counter extremist centers, re-education camps. And then they say they've graduated from these camps, you know, meaning that they they kill people. And this is something the international community has recognized, the United Nations even, the United States, that the uh, at least a million Uyghurs have been detained in these centers in the Xinjiang province, and that they this is a, a mostly Muslim ethnic group, and they've been forced into essentially ed- re-education camps. And it's it's so strange to me how anybody can look at China and first of all, not be able to separate Chinese culture and Chinese people from the authoritarian nature of their communist government, which is part communist. It's not fully communist because full communism, you wouldn't have a functioning government at all. But they can't, they can't separate that, first of all. But then second of all, when it comes to trying to figure out, like, wh- what is your stance on politics and what is your stance on the world? And people, you know, they believe in equality and they believe in, in equity, and they believe in justice, 
and they believe in the government telling everybody what to do, but then they like China, which you're going to get a lot of the government telling you what to do, but you're also going to get re-education camps. You're also going to get Fulangong having their organs harvested. You're also going to get outright censorship of every... I mean, you can't... Reporters have been literally pulled out of interviews or pulled off of speaking on TV because they said something the government didn't like. Security rushes in and takes takes them away. You've got, I mean, even Nancy Pelosi was like, listen, don't say anything that's going to upset the Chinese government. Don't say anything because they're ruthless. And it's like, really, why are we even doing business with the Chinese then? Why are we doing any kind of, of, of PR with the Chinese? Why are we trying to make Beijing look good? Why are we trying to, to work these, these, these political deals with a country that is actively waging genocide? I mean, that's just what we know about. And yet people are like, well, well, I like China. China's, China's, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. I like Chinese culture too. I don't know a lot about it. I can't go to China because they'll take my DNA. Even here in the United States, safely tucked away in the Sonoran Desert here in Arizona, China probably has my data. China probably has access to virtually everything I've ever done. They probably have my identity because that's what they do. They're really good at stealing information. They're really good at stealing intellectual property. They're really good at stealing people's identity. They're really good at stealing people's DNA. And we, we've had U.S. senators warn that the Olympics this, this year were going to be used to basically steal the DNA of top athletes. Why would they want to do that? Well, it's not just for controlling information, but it's, it's probably, I would imagine, it's for the same reason that China breeds from a young age kids to be these Olympic athletes or to be anything. They, this is what communists do. So, so they, the idea is you can literally, from a young age, train and turn a young child into a, a world-class athlete and when you do that, just like this idea that we can genetically alter, genetically engineer you know, a fetus so that they come out playing the instrument that we want them to play or playing the sport we want them to play, it takes the soul, it takes the life out of life. And this is like when you watch some of these videos of, of what's, what's being uh, you know, broadcast to the public. Not a lot of people are watching. You know, the, the NBC is facing just an absolute cataclysm of viewership uh, nobody wants to to pay attention to these games a few million people tune in but the numbers are down substantially they're down like 43 percent from the 2008 games in south korea that's a huge percentage considering nbc paid billions of dollars to exclusively have the rights to broadcast the olympics you watch some of these events it's just like stale it's cold there's no life to it that is the Communist Party of China. That is the Communist Party itself. It's cold, it's lifeless, and it's a blueprint for the rest of the world. And rather than glorifying it to appease the, the, the Chinese government, we should be reviling it. We should be resisting it. We should, be, uh, we should see it as abhorrent. And it's like we look at China and it's, oh, they have a beautiful culture and they have beautiful people. Nobody said that they don't. But we're not talking about the people. We're not even talking about the culture because the real Chinese culture has been suppressed for, for half a century or more since the late 1940s, early 1950s. We're talking like almost a century of oppression and suppression 
uh, of not just, you know, minority groups like the Uyghurs, but of, of traditional values, uh, of culture, of tradition, of, 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 of habits, of customs, of everything. And this is the blueprint and the model for the rest of the world. Why do you get rid of old habits, traditions, customs, etc.? Why would you want to get rid of those things, right? Well, you have to get rid of those things if you want to build a new world. You have to get rid of the old ideas, the old culture, the old habits, the old customs, what they call the four olds. The four olds are the four traditional things. It's not just in China, but in, in, in any country that you know bind and hold that society and that culture together. And so when the Communist Party came to power in China, these were the four things that they targeted. This was part of the Cultural Revolution particularly waged more so in the late 50s and 60s, part of the Cultural Revolution to destroy the old world so that you could, what, build back better, literally, build back better on the ashes of that old world, particularly a, a nationalist, uh, more capitalist-like society. And, you know, although China is still a very heavily communist-run country, in order to prevent total and absolute destruction... China had to shift to a more capitalist model because if they didn't, there wouldn't be a China. That's how horrible capital, uh, you know, communism is, and that's because they have to literally incorporate capitalism into it to save the communist model. That's how bad it is. So the Olympics start in China, and fr- from the initial media coverage you know, to the opening ceremony to the individual experiences of athletes, held in COVID centers or not having enough food, just the, just the poster child of, uh, of communism. I've even, got, I've even got one of those shirts that say, dark humor is like food. It's got a picture of like Karl Marx. It says, dark humor is like food. Not everybody gets it. And I'm just stunned by how many people actually don't get that joke when I wear it out in public. But you know, virtually every aspect of these, these games, I, I haven't watched more than a few little videos it's just censorship. It's threats. It's it's medical tyranny. It's no food. It's low low ratings overall. It's just raw propaganda. It's news anchors being carried off of of TV. It's reporters being carried off of television. It's athletes being abused. It's people having their data stolen. People having their DNA stolen. He's like, is that the world we want to live in? Is is that the world that we want to we want to leave for our children? Is that the world that 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 we think is is that the best place that, that, that we can create? Is that kind of a society? It, it's like it's so bad that even hardcore progressives in the United States are like, don't offend China, be nice to China, be kind to China, you know. And, and they're not doing that for, you know, reasons that are, that are benign. They're doing that because they know how ruthless China is. And it's just, it's astounding to me how we can literally protest for equality in the United States while using phones and wearing clothing manufactured by slaves in modern day China, modern day slaves. We can literally support a country that is waging a holocaust and a genocide against a minority ethnic population, not a hundred years ago, not 50 years ago, but today. And that means we're pretty much all vying to take home not the Olympic gold, but the Olympic red. And red in more than one way. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. There's a lot more after this, so please don't go anywhere. Stay with us. You don't want to miss tonight's show about the Olympics. 
It's the month of Janus and the year of the Tiger 2022. Here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 11 p.m. Pacific U.S. time. The show begins here on the Fringe FM and a variety of other streaming platforms, the free archive on the website and the private archive without advertisements at thesecretteachings.info. Thank you for tuning in tonight. It is Olympic Red, tonight's show topic. The 2022 Winter Olympics began over the weekend in China, and from the initial media coverage to the opening ceremony, pretty much every aspect 
of this event has been riddled with horrific state propaganda, horrific censorship, terrifying medical tyranny, quarantines, constant testing of athletes, the stealing of DNA and data, and overall low ratings. Even the facilities and the locations of some of the events, like, for example, the the ski jump, are cold, and I'm not talking about environmentally cold, atmospherically cold. I'm talking about cold and stale, like worse than a doctor's office. And this is something that should be concerning to the entire world, even countries that are actively staging a diplomatic boycott. It's a lifeless environment, and it's a blueprint for the rest of the world. And rather than glorifying it to appease the Chinese government, we should be resisting it at every turn. Otherwise, we're all going to take home the Olympic red rather than the Olympic gold, silver, or bronze. The 2022 Winter Olympics, which is broadcast exclusively on NBC, which paid billions of dollars to get this broadcasting right to continue to broadcast the Olympics exclusively. The opening ceremony averaged at about 16 million people. NBC says, well, that's, you know, that's every platform. The, the numbers are a little bit better than that, you know, better, but it's not really that great. Uh, It's a 43% drop from 2018. And that was when the games were in South Korea. And the reason for that drop is it's not just because it's, you know, a different time zone because people watched the Olympics in Japan. I mean, that's kind of part of it, but there's a lot of reasons. Part of it, though, the big part of it is because the games are being held in in a place which is probably one of the the most terrifying uh, authoritarian states in the world one of the most terrifying authoritarian states in, in the history of the world, certainly in the 20th and 21st century. Uh, you know, everybody talks about Hitler. Everybody loves talking about Hitler and jackboots and swastikas. They just neglect to mention that the Chinese government has literally waged a war on culture and individual free expression for over 75 years. Since the late 19. 19- 40s, the party takes over in you know late 40s, early 50s. It's been seven, it's about 75, 70 to 75 years of total and absolute oppression, suppression, cultural and physical genocide waged against the Chinese people and the Chinese culture. And morons, and that's what they are, you're a moron, you're an idiot, and you're retarded if you literally walk around today with a hammer and sickle. It's just like all the memes we're seeing from the truckers in Canada, all the communists that are like, yeah, workers of the world, unite. And then when some truckers get together and hawk their horn, well, the communists get mad. Well, no, 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 you're not supposed to unite together to oppose the government. You're supposed to unite together to overthrow the, the capitalist burgessy. You're supposed to unite together to overthrow the capitalist pigs and the patriarchy to give us power so we can do what we want, so we can rape and torture and kill, so that we can steal, so that we can do whatever we want to do. And then ultimately in the end, all the people that rape and steal and kill, they get killed too because 
the first thing the state does when the state takes power, a communist state, first thing that state does is they eliminate the elements that brought them to power because they become too dangerous and they could overthrow the new order. So they have to eliminate those groups of people as well. It's in a standard history book, folks. It's, I mean, you don't even have to read a Chinese history book. It's just, it's in a standard history book. Uh, there's a great three-part series written by Frank Decoder, and it's who got into the, the CCP archives and recently. Like in 2016, he wrote these three incredible books. It's a three-part history series. Uh, it's like Mao's famine, uh, the Cultural Revolution, and uh, the Tragedy of Liberation, which was the first one. And uh, these books are really incredible. I don't get paid to promote them, but they're really incredible books. They're, they're, they're amazing history books. And you read through those books and you realize, oh, okay. Uh, all I've heard about Hitler is Hitler doesn't like Jews. And then literally there are volumes, volumes of stats and data and, and just horrifying things that have happened to the Chinese people. It's, of course, not just China. It, pick a country, but specifically China and the world is pretty much, I don't say not the informed world, but like the general public, especially in the United States of America, where we have Marxist professors in most universities, you can thank the Soviet Union for that, who literally think like China is this, this wonderful place that, which like, yeah, China is a wonderful place. It, it used to be more wonderful, but they've, they've stomped that out. They've destroyed the culture for, for generations. It's like China's a wonderful place. We like censorship. We like slave camps. We like putting ethnic minorities into re-education centers. And then when they graduate, that means we kill them. We love you know, running death factories. We, we love uh, the state telling us what we can and can't do. We love having to smile at Xi Jinping or we get our throats slit. We, know we, we, we love appeasing uh, you know, the, the comrades and the party officials. We love the ever-changing authoritarian dictums. I just don't understand why why that's okay and acceptable in our society. If having a swastika is unacceptable, having a hammer and sickle should be as unacceptable, if not more of a reprehensible and, and, and socially unacceptable thing to wear, not in terms of like, hey, let's become informed on what this symbol represents. It, it ain't the working class, I can tell you that. Uh, it should be reprehensible and it should be something that we, we do not allow in our society. If we're not allowing the swastika, we should not allow the hammer and sickle and these morons, these retards. And yes, that's what they are. They're morons and retards who tattoo these things on their body, who put up signs with hammers and sickles. These are, these are probably the morons that are part of the, the handful of the millions of people tuning into the events because they're like, Oh, China, it's such a wonderfully equal society. It's a communist country. I want to live in a commune and and smoke weed all day and, and you know you know turn my hair into dreadlocks and put on patchouli oil. That ain't what they do in China. That ain't what they do in China. I don't know what you think a commune is, but that ain't what communism is in China. That's how it started out with the collectives and the farms, but you know and people being slaughtered because they were landlords or you'd kill your neighbor because they had an extra you know wooden spoon than you literally. Uh, Warren, you know, it was a famous story. It's a real story of a of a group of people who literally the 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 party officials took a horse and they killed the horse and they cut the horse into different pieces and then gave people in the village different parts of the horse because it wasn't fair that one person owned the horse. Still, still as poor as everybody else, it wasn't fair that one person owned the horse, so they had to chop it up into pieces and everybody got it 
you know, equally distributed to them a piece of the horse. Maybe you got a hoof, maybe you got a tail, maybe you got an eyeball. That's equality, you know? And, uh, you know, yeah, of course, it's not just America. Other countries are certainly in, in, in bed with the Chinese government. I see that in the chat room. Of course, America is in bed with China. Uh, but it's more like American industry is in bed with China. And those that have made deals with the devil are in bed with China. Uh, you know, the Chinese model is not the American model. It, it's not really the model of, of a lot of countries that, I mean, you heard, you heard Trudeau, right? Didn't you hear Justin Trudeau? He said he basically, he, he admires China. He admires Xi Jinping. He admires the dictatorship. He wants to rule like Xi Jinping. He's doing a really great job lying about why he won't address the, the trucker protest, saying he had tested positive for COVID. Then he goes and hides away with some commandos. I mean, that's, that's, that's Chinese communist authoritarian level stuff, isn't it? He's doing a really good job of being a, a class A piece of trash up in Canada, but that's not the Canadian people. I mean, ultimately, that's, that's not what the Canadian, you know, culture is. This is what, this is the culture of authoritarianism, and this is what happens when, you, when, when there's no repercussions for people's actions. This is what happens when a, when a citizenry is not properly educated and has, you know, just virtually no clue, uh, are completely oblivious to anything going on in the world, because you know they're 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 just they're they're I might have been wrong about when the Super Bowl was, folks, but that's that's the one thing that most Americans know. They know when that Super Bowl is. They know where they're going to get their beer and their chips and their sandwiches, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. But if that's all you're focused on, and you haven't picked up a history book, and you don't know what's going on today, that's a problem. But some people still they watch the Olympics for one reason or another. The the, the ratings are dismal. They're they're totally. Uh, you know, uh, tanking, but yet, you know, it's, it's because of the advertisements and, and, and the amount of money that gets dumped into this, but you, you got to watch it because we got to, we got to learn all the wonderful things China's doing. Oh, they used a Uyghur to light the, 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 the cauldron. They're definitely not committing mass genocide against this ethnic minority, but it's, it's more than that. It's like just, just the anti COVID measures have, have made, life in the Olympic Village, which, I mean, here's the thing. I don't feel sorry necessarily for, for these, these athletes, these athletes that make millions of dollars. You know, I mean, it's, it's well known that basically it's just like a new age conference. Okay. Everybody gets together. Everybody bangs. All right. Everybody just like, you know, I, I would imagine that there's probably a bunch of athletes who just do a bunch of drugs, no matter how hard they train. It's just a big orgy of debauchery. All right, that's how it is at a New Age conference. I'm sure that's how it is for a lot of people at the Olympics. I'm not saying everybody. I would imagine that's a small minority. I would imagine that most go there and they're dedicated to what they're doing. Uh, they've worked their entire lives. But like, it's not that I feel sorry for the athletes. It's that when we have the Olympics in Japan, I mean, even when we had the Olympics in Beijing in 2008, you don't hear the kinds of stories that you're hearing now. Like there's, there's virtually no access to food, which is classic communism. I mean, that is like the poster child for communism. There's like a lack of food. Maybe that's all propaganda though, right? Maybe, maybe Xi Jinping is, is personally delivering home cooked meals to these Olympic athletes. I just don't think that's the case. And, uh, you know, Every aspect, like when the games opened, the, the 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 speech from the International 
Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach was essentially written by the Communist Party. You and and it's like, like I understand the political nature of it, but I think people are a, a, just really naive to this, and that's that's what bothers me. Uh, I just the whole thing, the whole spectacle is this cold, dull blueprint for the whole world. And I ask you, is that the world that you want to live in? You want to live in a world where reporters get carried off of TV because they say something the state doesn't like? It's bad enough where our state of journalism here is is here in the United States, where you just there's no fact checking, real fact checking. Uh, censorship is called fact checking. We're moving rapidly toward that toward that condition uh, of existence, and uh, basically the basically the Olympics have just been turned into uh, more than ever uh, a, a, a reminder of how terrifying uh, these kinds of authoritarian regimes are, and it also is a reminder that uh, the rest of the world is scared. They're, they're really scared of China. I mean, it'd probably be really easy to cut China off, but why? Why would you want to do that? Because, you know, LeBron James needs another $100 billion, and LeBron James is a good comrade, and LeBron James wants us to like China because the NBA just wants to want to stick their tentacles in that market. That's all that it's about. It would be really nice if, like, a professional sports league said, you know what, we don't need the billion-person audience of China. We make enough money. We're not going to support death camps. We're not going to support genocide. We're not going to support censorship. We're not going to support the antithesis of the ideas that we represent here in the United States. And just says, you fix your problems, China, then you can watch some basketball. Otherwise, we're cutting you off. And it's like, if a league would do that, if a company would do that, and some companies do do things like that, they would explode. They would make more money. They'd probably make up a huge percentage of that market that otherwise would have gone to China. Like, I know if the NBA honestly did that, I might go back to watching professional basketball. If, the, if, if a sports league did, or if a company did that, if a company was like, listen, we've been making products in China for a long time. We're very aware of the horrific conditions. We're going to start making products in the United States. And look, the product price, you know, for a pair of pants or whatever, it's going to go up $10, but that's going to pay for uh, American wages. That's going to pay for health care. That's going to pay for et cetera, et cetera. I'd be like, sure, I don't like have an extra $10, but I will support your company now because you're not using slaves, because you're not using, you know, death camps to have your product manufactured. But, you know, it, it's just like, it's just like a lot of radio hosts point out. It's okay because, see, if if the head of Apple is a homosexual and bounces around like Zuckerberg or you know uh, dances around like Bill Gates in, in, a, in a in a lightly colored uh, Easter colored sweater, then it's okay, right? Then it's all right. They then they can run death camps. Then they can they can censor their population to the extreme. Then they can round up political dissonance, i.e. people that meditate and they can harvest their organs, th- then it's okay, right? That's that's just how it works. I mean, you, you, we, we couldn't even have like an Olympics where where the, the games were the centerpiece. I mean, literally everything about the, the Olympics that are the Winter Olympics in 2022 have been about politics and uh, some people trying to point out the human rights abuses that China is is clearly guilty of, and it's like NBC has to be real careful. Like whoa, 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 I mean, we'll bring on some experts to talk about it, but we really don't want to get into too many details about this. 
Why? Because China will get mad. Like, for example, cross-country skier Dinagir Yela Mujiang, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, according to state media in China, has a Uyghur heritage. That's that small Muslim minority ethnic group. Millions of them are in concentration camps, but they call them re-education centers, right? So kind of like those those COVID camps in the United States. Take people that are healthy to the camps to keep them and other people safe. So one of these one of these people that lights the, the, the cauldron is supposedly of Uyghur heritage, and that's obviously a, a, a clear political message that, look, we like Uyghurs. Look, we're not committing genocide. We're not committing uh, cultural and physical genocide against a group of people. That's not us. China's good. China's a really good country. Well, and they say they're fighting extremism too because you know the, the, the terrorist and the authoritarian state is always the victim. They're fighting the extremism. They're fighting the terrorists when, when they are the extremists and, and, and they are the terrorists. Uh, this statement by Andy Brown, editorial director of Bloomberg News Economy Forum, one of the two China experts hired by NBC for its broadcast, said, quote, they allege that this is a massive program of social engineering aimed at suppressing Muslim Uyghur culture, language, tradition, identity. They allege a host of human rights abuses, forced labor, coercive birth control practices, indoctrination, and that this all adds up to a form of cultural genocide. It's just the way that they talk about it in the news. Listen to even how cold and stale that is. Well, they just allege. People are alleging that China's doing this. Just, just literally just repeating talking points that were probably written by Chinese Communist Party officials in the NBC broadcast to appease the Chinese government. It's, it's just absolutely disgusting. It's all, it's all alleged, though. You know, the UN, the UN acknowledged, the UN has, has reports, a million Uyghurs detained in counter-extremist centers in China's Xinjiang province. Uh, report in, two, uh, it was like 2021, it was like mid-2021, uh, there's like 2 million Uyghurs forced into re-education camps for, uh, this is according to the UN, forced into so-called re-education camps for political and cultural indoctrination. So you've got re-education camps and extremist centers where literally millions of ethnic minorities that are today, in 2022, being placed into concentration camps. But no. The only concentration camps are those evil Nazi concentration camps. There weren't even concentration camps in the Soviet Union because Soviet communism was good. Chinese communism is good. And when you say you don't like it, people immediately have this hysterical emotional reaction. What do you mean you don't like Russian culture? What do you mean you don't like Russian people? You don't like Chinese people? You don't like Chinese culture? It's like, what the hell are you talking about? But you know what, China is a wonderful place to live because they they believe in equality, right? They believe in uh, they believe in in justice. They believe in all the things we say we believe, and that's it, that's the thing. It's just words. It doesn't mean anything. And uh, of course, the International Olympic Committee didn't want to get involved in anything, so they're like, well, well, of course, this this Uyghur individual who lit the Olympic cauldron. Of course, this 20-year-old cross-country skier, of course they're allowed to light the cauldron. You know, we don't, this is literally a quote, we don't discriminate against people on where they're from. 
what their background is. No, but you refuse to acknowledge that a country like China, where you're holding the games, and clearly for political, and and uh, there's certainly other reasons too, you refuse to acknowledge that they certainly do discriminate based on where people are from and what their beliefs are. Because if you want to meditate in the park, well, then Chinese officials come and they take you away to a happy place for meditating. That's not allowed in China. Because if you're not adhering to every doctrine of the state, well, then you're an extremist and you're violent and you need to have your organs harvested. And they just bring around the vans and they kidnap you while you're meditating and they harvest your organs. And it's okay because it's, it's progressive. It's liberal. It's communist. It's great. We love communism. Communism, good. Literally, you have an ideology here that is so abhorrent. It's so manipulative that even people that know how bad it is are like, yes, communism, good, because they're afraid of people who aren't even communists thinking badly about them because the, the torture and the authoritarianism and the threats and the violence are so intense and so ingrained in a in a subconscious and cultural way, that you're afraid to even speak about the subject, even in the confines of your comfortable home, you know, here in the States or maybe in Canada or wherever. People are afraid to, to, to speak ill because the big Chinese dragon might come get them. It's, it's just astounding. Here is something I found really interesting. You know, Nancy Pelosi, when, when she's, she's not drinking, sometimes she gives you know, a good piece of advice. And, and here's what she said about the Olympics a couple of days ago. She said, I would say to our athletes, you are there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is the temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that. Well, I guess you respect people's desire to speak out in uh, China. Uh, but, you don't really respect some people's right to speak out in the United States unless it advances your own political agenda. She says, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputations, to their families. Yeah, because, you know, there, there have been cases, lots, there's tons of cases, not just some cases of, you know, people in the United States here from China, and uh, they say do something Chinese government doesn't like thousands of miles away. And then Chinese government goes in and they find their relatives and they threaten them, drag them out of their house, beat them, torture them. Uh, that's that's why a lot of people are afraid to talk about China, even when they're thousands of miles away from China, because they got family there. Their family is going to end up disappeared. Is that the world you want to live in? The U.S. State Department here in the States, the U.S., noted in December a few weeks ago that American citizens visiting China can be detained or deported, quote, for sending private electronic messages critical of the Chinese government, end quote, and, quote, may be detained without access to U.S. consular service or information about their alleged crime. Yeah, it, because your crime is saying something the government doesn't like, and whatever you say the government doesn't like, that's something that literally can change by the minute, and uh, you can't you can never know what you're doing, whether it's right or wrong in the eyes of an authoritarian regime. So even the U.S. State Department has said, well, don't even send private messages that are critical of the Chinese government. Don't even ask like, oh, did you see that Uyghur light the Olympic cauldron? Well, isn't China waging like a form of genocide against those people? Why would they have one light the cauldron? Then you just hear the knock on the door and then you disappear. So Nancy Pelosi's like, don't anger the Chinese dragon. 
And the State Department's like, don't send private text messages. China will monitor them, and you probably won't have access to any kind of uh, any kind of uh, communication uh, if if you do this. You'll you'll just be disappeared. They'll just take you away. And it's like, I mean, you can warn Americans that are going to to the Olympics or going to China of those things, but like, where is the, where's the balls? Of, of, of the powerful United States empire to not be like, listen, if, if a citizen of our country disappears in your country and you provide us no evidence of, of, of the reasoning, like why, what happened, like that, as far as I'm concerned, that's an act of war. I just imagine if a bunch of Chinese people just started disappearing in the United States, like in mass, you think China would be upset about that? It's just like we're okay. China can you can disappear Americans, and we won't say anything mean about you. I just think that's so pathetic. It's so weak. It's so disgusting. And meanwhile, here in the United States, I thought it was funny that Nancy Pelosi says that when uh, you know it's it's her party that encouraged outright political dissent in the last Olympics in Japan. Right? Didn't did, all, all all the all the people that were that were like, we don't like America. We want to compete for other countries. We we think America's bad. Black Lives Matter. Nancy Pelosi was cool with that though, because it was in Japan, and Japan won't kill you if you say something that the government doesn't like. I mean, their government can be pretty strict, but they ain't gonna kill you or disappear you in the same way that'll happen in China. So Nancy Pelosi's like, well, be very, very careful. Very, very careful because you could end up disappeared. You could never see your family again. It's just, is that, is that, is that okay? Is that acceptable to, to censor people in live time, to round people up for meditating, to put ethnic minorities in concentration and re-education camps, call them whatever you want, and then say, oh, millions have graduated yeah, that's a Soviet term. That's a communist term. That means you murdered him. And we're just okay with this. We're okay. Even, the, even the, the, the imagery of the Olympic Games, just literally cold, stale, nothing beautiful. Everything is just a black and white gray blob. But that's okay. Because it's progressive, it's communism, it's good. We like it. Well, we're all doing really well in this marathon and we're all probably going to win that Olympic red if we continue to go at the pace that we're going at. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the show to get access to the ad-free version of the show, The Montages, My Digital Books, and stay with us. We'll be back. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info.
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. We must seize the means of production. Stop it, Vlad. You know the rule. No communism. Mama, if we just get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor. Freedom-loving parents have long been left alone to shoulder the burden of educating their children and passing down a love of liberty. While there are a few books that teach these ideas to adults, there seem to be fewer that teach them to children. The Tuttle Twins series changes all of that, helping parents convey the principles of freedom to their kids in a fun way. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate link for the Tuttle Twins to get your curriculum and books today so that you can educate yourself and your children on how to adhere to the principles of liberty for all people. So if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link and order the Tuttle Twins books today. Stalin has no stunning new achievements unless you consider killing millions of innocent people an achievement. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Welcome to the Secret Teachings broadcast. I'm here on the Fringe FM with you tonight, bringing you the Olympic red from the beautiful desert of Arizona, the Sonoran Desert here in the American Southwest. I'm Ryan Gable, 
And if you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. We are live tonight, Monday, February 7th, and Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. And the Olympics started this weekend. Some of you might have watched the Olympics. It's unlikely because the viewership is incredibly low, 43% lower than the Olympics in South Korea a few years ago. And there are a lot of reasons for that. One, one of the reasons is because it's a, it's a stale and cold, state-sponsored, authoritarian propaganda censorship and just literally ripping reporters off of, off of air for saying things they don't like. It's just a stale and cold, uh, cold environment that is, uh, just should make us ask the question, do we want to live in that condition elsewhere in the world because that is where we are heading rapidly from Canada to the United Kingdom to France to the United States. I mean, we, we are literally on the express train to that Olympic red. We're on the express train to the very things that those running the train claim that they are adamantly opposed to. Like you can't say you believe in equality and you don't like slavery when you literally support a country that is actively engaged in genocide culturally and physically and that uses slave labor in the modern day to build the system and to maintain the system that they have. You are an idiot if you can hold those two opposing views at the same time. Like personally, I'm not a moron. I'm not an idiot. I understand I have an Apple computer. It was a used Apple computer that I bought secondhand so that I could, I could conduct this radio show. Uh, I, I'm not excited about it. I'm not proud of it. But I don't go to protests for equality while I'm wearing Nikes. Uh, I don't own Adidas. I, I don't go to protests and film what I interpret to be white supremacy and fascism and Nazism with an Apple cell phone that was literally made by slaves. Um, I, that, see, that's the thing is like, I'm realistic about the, the condition of, of, of worldly affairs. I'm, I'm realistic about history. I'm realistic about what's, what's going on around me. I'm not going to wave an Apple phone and say, I believe in equality and justice and I don't like slavery. Who does, who likes slavery? Who, who, who doesn't want there to be equality? Uh, a handful of people from every race, every ethnic group, every religion, everybody thinks they're right. So here's the thing. Look at the Olympics, and you see the way that the, 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 the government of China, the way that Beijing is handling these Olympics, th this is the blueprint for the rest of the world. I mean, like, the, the, the train is coming into the station, and, you know, we're very lucky here in the United States. We're very lucky even in Canada, as bad as things are in Canada. Very lucky that you can, you can even hold a protest. I mean, of course, you know, the government of Canada says that they're insurrectionists, they're terrorists, they're, they're, they're terrorizing the public. Just the same talking points from January 6th here in, in the United States. Uh, aside that I don't take either way, but it's the same talking points but it could be a lot worse. You, 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 those truckers could just have been massacred because that's what you would, I mean, if Trudeau was really Xi Jinping, that's what they would do. And then they would 
turn off the cameras. I mean, they did actually turn off the cameras to the interstates. They would turn off the cameras during the mass, you know, elimination, the purging, and then tell the rest of the world it was just a massive pileup on the interstate. All these truckers died. Oops. Too bad for those icy road conditions. That that's that's what it would be. So at least you have like the ability to express yourself. But see, here's the problem. People are using that open and free expression in Western societies and Western governments to stop the open and free expression. That's that's why they're promoting the the, the things that deteriorate and degrade culture and society. That's why they're promoting homosexuality to children. What's wrong with homosexuality? I don't know. It's debatable. But for children, I don't think children should be taught heterosexual sexuality. You know, they're, they're five, they're four, they're three, they're, they're six. That They don't know what they want to have for lunch. They surely don't know anything about what gender they are. I mean, that, that, that's what they did in the Weimar Republic. That's what they did in, uh, in the Soviet Union. That's what they did in communist China. That's what, that, just like, do you not put these pieces together? Really understand what's what's going on because the train is coming into the station, and uh, if you don't like slavery and you don't like fascism, then then you probably should should stop the train before it gets to its final destination, which is the blueprint, communist China. And it, there's a there's a lot going on at the Olympics. There's there's a lot like we could analyze and discuss. But one of the things that got me was like you just don't see this every year. You don't see you know, at major sporting events, and you don't see every couple of years, every two years, every four years, you don't see like these these Olympic events where where athletes are complaining to the level that they're complaining, and and not because like you know they didn't have a bottle of of, of Fiji water in their room, but because like there's no food, and because they're being quarantined for no reason, uh, otherwise, which this is the funny thing to me. And, and I mean that in a kind of a morbid way, literally people still think that when you are quarantined and taken away by government, that's for public safety. Do, do you really still think that's for public safety? When you've got in Washington state and in New York, you've got either bills proposed or you've got assemblies that want to change the current law to detain people without any justification except they possibly could maybe be a threat to public health, healthy people. And then you look at China and you see China literally is detaining athletes and citizens, locking them in facilities, taking them from one facility to the next, even when they test negative for COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2. You really think that's about public health? My God, I, I really feel sorry for people if that's what you think it is because... That certainly is not what it's about. Uh, one Polish skater is uh, in isolation because, well, they they claimed that they claimed that uh, she was a threat to public health. Polish speed skater Natalia or Natalia Malazuskia has been held in isolation at. I guess, multiple facilities. And uh, after 24 hours and two negative COVID tests, they have to take two tests, probably anal swabs. Uh, they, when they're free of symptoms, which is funny because you can go into the quarantine without symptoms and with negative COVID tests and you still have to stay in the facility. 
you have to get two tests 24 hours apart. And after those tests, Natalia was, was released. She's a Polish speed skater. She was released and sent back to the Olympic Village. So two negative tests, 24 hours apart, free of symptoms. They send her back to the Olympic Village. And then suddenly they say, actually, we make mistake. And so she said, this is, this is a quote, people got me out of my room at 3 a.m. They come in the middle of the night, very classic communist. This night was a horror. I slept in my clothes in my bed because I was afraid that at any moment someone would take me back to isolation. Then a message that unfortunately they were mistaken, that I am a threat and should not have been released from isolation. Negative tests, no symptoms, top athlete for Poland, and nope, you got to go back to isolation. Is that the world that we want to live in? I mean, some people literally do want to live in that world. They're like, yeah, detain people that don't get vaccines. Yeah, put people in concentration camps when they don't do what the government says, like wear a mask. Yeah, beat people. Yeah, torture people. Yeah, take things away from them. Just like those kids that they scripted up in Canada. And they were like, what should we do with the the people that don't want vaccines? And the kids are just reading the script. They're like, we should take away all of the societal things, take away all their things, the homes, the money, everything. And then then maybe they will comply. It's like, are you serious? Are people looking at that thinking like, oh yeah, first of all, the kid is definitely thinking that themselves. And second of all, that's exactly what we should do. We should segregate them from, segregate them from society. How can people literally believe in segregation while simultaneously everything they can't pay for is like America's bad because of slavery? Yeah, and slavery is bad because of people like you who want to segregate people based on vaccine status, who want to segregate people based on their skin color to teach black people that they're less than a white person in order to perceptually empower that black person to do better. That's just unbelievable discrimination, unbelievable segregation in 2022 by almost exclusively people who say that they're opposed to those kinds of things. This is what's going on in China. But we like China because China says, you do it. And we says, yes, we do it. We do exactly what you tell us to do, China. 350 participants in the game, including uh, the Olympic Games, including dozens of athletes, tested positive for COVID when they arrived. Uh, And most of them are still in isolation. According to a Finnish doctor, Merit Valtonen, He said, quote, these isolation decisions are not based on medicine or science. It's more cultural and political decisions. I believe he is a uh, he's a doctor for the Finnish ice hockey team. And uh, one of those Finnish hockey players, Marco Antila, tested positive, I guess, for COVID-19. He's been in isolation for, for 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 I guess since since they got to the games and the doctors like, well, they're not sick. They're, I guess they've even tested negative now, but they're, they're in isolation. They get to stay in isolation, though they're bad. I mean, it's just like literally, they've probably taken one or two people from every country and put them in isolation just as a power move because that's, this Finnish doctor gets it. It's, it's about the culture war and it's about political decisions. That's all that it's about. Uh, a Russian biathlon competitor named Valeria Vostensova, or Vos, try to, how, how do you pronounce this? Vosnit. Vasnet Sova, Vasnet Sova, uh, said that she's not getting any food. Ain't, they really ain't giving them any food. They're bringing in like just this very pale, very, very unappetizing, like you get a potato and you get 
a teeny tiny piece of meat with a bone, and uh, that's your meal. You also get some weird orange sauce, and uh, that's your meal. Yeah, just that's just poster child for communism. There's no no food, no food. You don't get food. No food for you. You are bad class element. Here's a story a lot of people are talking about. Dutch TV reporter dragged away during live Olympic segment. Quote, we followed their orders. This is Yahoo Sports. Dutch broadcaster Sejord Dandas was hauled away by Chinese authorities in the middle of a live broadcast. This was during the opening ceremony for a Dutch TV station, NOS. And uh, again, live TV and reporting on the games, the opening ceremony said something, still no idea of what was said that was offensive, but some somebody said something. China didn't like it, so authorities stepped in and grabbed the reporter. And, of course, the International Olympic Committee, they said, well, I mean, these security guards were just a little bit, quote, overzealous, end quote. Did that happen? Were there security guards that were overzealous in Japan that were ripping people off of TV because they said something the Japanese government didn't like? It just seems kind of strange to me. Here's Yahoo Sports reporting on the Olympics. The media in Beijing and surrounding venues are operating in a strict closed-loop system with no freedom of movement beyond the edges of competition venues, official headquarters, and hotels, and, of course, quarantine facilities. Fences envelop uh, every building within the bubble, and guards stand at every checkpoint and gate. Chinese authorities say the bubble is intended to contain the spread of COVID and protect the Chinese population from potential foreign infection. But the obvious effect is that Western media are prevented from connecting with anything outside the sharply regulated and sanitized bubble. Really interesting, isn't it? Because doesn't that kind of sound like what people want to happen here in our country? Like here, exclusively in the United States, people actually think this is a good idea. Fences around every building, creating a bubble, guards at every checkpoint, every gate, but it's all to protect the public from COVID-19. It's, it's one of the most pathetic, but one of the most genius excuses devised in the history of authoritarianism. The only problem is it's been used before. Do you know who used the threat of a virus to essentially shut down society, wage class warfare, and eliminate bad class elements. Do you know who did that? China, back in the 1950s. The Chinese government, Beijing, told the Chinese people that biological and chemical and germ warfare had been used against them by foreign countries, including the United States. No proof was shown because it didn't happen. And as a result of that, the Chinese people started wearing masks everywhere. They were socially distanced and isolated. They were quarantined. And Beijing went around spraying toxic chemicals on everything. There's still something that I guess nobody can, can figure out, you know, quaternary ammonium compounds, uh, QACs, highly toxic, very poisonous to the skin, to the lungs, reproductive organs, etc. 
And we're spraying that everywhere. Maybe that's why cancer is exploding as well. Maybe that's why birth defects are exploding as well because of the QACs. But see, nobody wants to discuss that on either side of the aisle because it's not a talking point. You're not pro-vaccine and a good person and you're not anti-vaccine and you're not resisting the system to talk about QACs because that means you would have to take responsibility everywhere you go. Hey, I'm at the grocery store. Please don't put my greens down on that that you know slide there, the little the little um, uh, checkout counter because you sprayed QACs there. Can I just hold those and you you type the number in? That's too much work. I'd rather just get on a, get on the internet and you know be a part of a group that are like, yeah, no vaccines, man. Don't control me. But you go to the grocery store and you let them spray QACs and bleach on your food. That's okay, I guess. So this happened in China. And then a couple of years later, the Chinese government said, actually, it didn't happen. And people went on continuing to wear masks and people continued to spray the chemicals. And you know what else they did? If you went to collect insects or rodents that supposedly spread the disease or disease is, because a lot of diseases were supposedly spread through germ warfare in China in the 50s, you got to fly a red flag. You were a good person. And if you didn't collect the rodents and, quote, do your part, where did we hear that before, then you were a bad person. And, you know, it's funny. I've told this story literally to dozens of people, and nobody thinks it's as interesting as I do, which I find strange. I think that should be an interesting story. I think people should know that story because it's literally what's happening right now. And it was justification then, as it's justification now, to create a closed loop like China is overall and to guard and round people up for doing things that you don't even have to do, honestly, anything. You can just be in existence. And that's just, you just exist as as a as a as a body to prove a point that they can do to you whatever they want to do to you that's that's how scary communism is and people just still don't get it still don't have an ability to figure this out fences envelop every building within a bubble and guard guards stand literally just there's guards at every checkpoint every gate and the chinese authorities say The bubble is intended to contain the spread of COVID and protect the Chinese population from potential foreign infection. No, it's to prevent the media from accidentally getting a glimpse of what goes on in China. That's what it's about. Here's another interesting article. 19-year-old Beverly Zhu, born and raised in the United States, now competing for China under the name Zhu Yi, came last in the women's singles short program in the team event in Beijing. In the performance, Zhu fell during her routine and uh, could be seen holding uh, holding back tears as she awaited the score. And this is, I thought, a really great example of, 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 of what the problem is with both social media and, once again, the problem with, with communist authoritarian regimes like China. On uh, China's Twitter, they call it Weibo, the hashtag Zhu Yi fell over racked up 230 million views. However, China didn't like that, so they just deactivated it. They just censored it, outright censored it. And uh, some people were questioning why 
I mean, it's not that, you know, this girl isn't probably an amazing, amazing skater. It's just that there were others that were more qualified. One of them, they, the, some of the people have pointed out is a teammate named Shin Honggi. And the reason that the commentators have pointed out that, that this person wasn't chosen was because this 19 year old girl who again is probably a pretty talented skater, her father, Zhu Songtong, a leading artificial intelligence expert, is working with the Chinese government at various institutes, uh, held a key position in 2020. And they've pointed out that, well, because her father is in with the Chinese government, that's probably why she was selected. And, you know, I get it. I get it. There's corruption everywhere in the world. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, the United States of America, they're in bed with China. I get it. They were in bed with with Nazi Germany, too. But it's not like the ethos of the country. It's it's corrupt elements. It's multinational corporations. It's chemical companies. It's weapons manufacturers. They're involved with China. They were involved with Hitler. Not the idea of America. Not the idea of freedom. Not the idea of self-defense, freedom of speech, free expression in all of its forms, free press, free religious practice, equal rights under the law. Those things are not in bed with China. Those things are not in bed with Hitler. Those things stand alone and are the antithesis of those regimes. And once again, I just, I have a hard time getting anyone to, you know, just, I don't get it. Why can we not acknowledge that communist China is literally tens of times worse just on a statistical number a statistical level than Hitler's Germany I, I don't why can't people acknowledge that how how can you run death camps and re-education centers and concentration camps and literally murder people and steal their organs and censor things in real time and prevent the rest of the world from seeing the things that you're engaged in and, and morons, literally, and that's what you are. I don't care if you're 18 years old, 50 years old, or you're 10 years old. It doesn't matter. You, you are retarded if you think China is, is a beautiful model of how a free and equal and open society functions. All, all you've, you just, you're the victim of the propaganda is what you are. And then also, here's another story. An 18-year-old from San Francisco, a Chinese-American free skier. Her father is American, born in San Francisco. And this was just like the, the most, one of the most raw forms of propaganda I saw from the USA Today. This girl competed for the United States for the ski and snowboard team and then announced in 2019 she wanted to compete for China. And supposedly it's because, you know, her mother, I guess, is is from Beijing. And uh, people have, of course, politicized this. Uh, but the thing is, she's not a citizen of China. And the International Olympic Committee requires athletes to have a passport from the country they're competing for. And China doesn't allow dual citizenship. But yet, the whole thing is 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 just well, she should be able to compete because her mom is from Beijing. And it's just a piece of raw propaganda because they're like, well, this girl is, she's American, but she wants to compete for China because there's such a great place to live. It's just such, it's just, there's such great people. It's a great government. They have 
wonderful human rights there in China. It's, it's really embarrassing. That, that's what it, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that there are, there are adults who believe that. It's embarrassing that this stale, cold landscape that is the 2022 Winter Olympics is 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 glorified and romanticized by so many people. It's it's embarrassing that people literally walk around with hammers and sickles and big red stars or gold stars on red backgrounds, thinking that that is equality. I I I it, it what are you talking about? What are these people? What are you smoking, snorting, injecting? Is it is it a drug? Is it news? Is it your Marxist professor? What exactly is it? Uh, there needs to be a study done in this. It's not just the education system. It's also it's also Hollywood, right? It's also Hollywood because Hollywood is I mean, that's why every movie from from that Martian movie with with Matt Damon where China steps in to save the day. Chinese rocket, right? Or it's the Eternals, the, the pretty Chinese girl. She stops the emergence that was going to destroy the earth, which was encouraged by an evil, white, straight, classical American-looking male. It's literally just Chinese state propaganda infiltrating every aspect of your life. And it's so bad now I mean, you've heard it here for years. You've heard it on other radio shows for years. It's so bad now that even the FBI director, Christopher Wary, or Wary, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, W-R-A-Y, uh, Christopher Ray, is uh, now concerned with the Chinese spying. He said that he was blown away. Blew me away. I didn't know how bad China was spying. No, no, you did. You absolutely did. But you decided to, uh, the FBI decided to label white, straight, Christian, conservative males as the greatest threat to national security here in the States. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this when we come back from break. The FBI is saying uh, China is uh, spying. Oh, no. Well, we just figured it out. We just found out China was spying. We didn't know China was spying. We didn't know they were stealing intellectual property. We didn't know they were stealing technology. We, we, we just didn't have any clue what China was doing. We didn't know, know what the dragon was doing. Well, the FBI is acknowledging it now. All that data that's collected, all the information, all the intellectual theft, all the the literal technological theft. Oh, remember Charles Lieber? Charles Lieber, Harvard University, worked with the Chinese, paid millions of dollars to invest in mesh electronics, nanoelectronics, working with nanotech at the Wuhan Institute or University of Technology. Because that's not suspicious. And then, uh, you know, China collecting the DNA of, of athletes, probably to just grow their own super athletes in the laboratory. It's all okay, because if you're white, you're the biggest problem in the history of the world. It's just all gaslighting, all propaganda. We'll be back. Stay with us. And the music tonight, by the way, is White Bat Audio.
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The director of the FBI says that, quote, we don't investigate based on race or ethnicity or constitutionally protected activity. Except they uh, they do do that because the White House has labeled white people and conservatives as the greatest national security threat. This article that I've read about the FBI director changing his stance. You have to have changed your stance. You can't just have realized that China has spied in the United States, but apparently the FBI director has finally recognized how bad the spying is 
in the United States by the Chinese. And uh, the FBI is opening a China-related counterintelligence investigation on average every 12 hours with over 2,000 such cases currently underway. Uh, It's funny because the former President Donald Trump, when he went after Chinese espionage, they called that racist. But now it's so bad that even a Democratic administration has to say, well, well, we, we were blown away by this, but we have to open up investigations into, I mean, they, they've already done that, but this is just, this is like backpedaling and uh, taking credit for something that, you know, other people have done is, is what this sounds like to me. But listen to some of these quotes from the FBI director. There's no country that presents a broader, more severe threat to our innovation, our ideas, and our economic security than China does. You, you, you think China's economic espionage has reached a new level, quote, more brazen, more damaging than ever before. You think the FBI accused China's spies of targeting a wide range of U.S. innovations, including COVID vaccines, computer chips, nuclear power plants, wind turbines, smartphones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. FBI director says the scale of their hacking program and the amount of personal and corporate data that their hackers have stolen is greater than every other country combined. China may be the first country to combine that kind of authoritarian ambition with cutting-edge technological capability. It's like the surveillance nightmare of East Germany combined with the tech of Silicon Valley. These are all quotes. I'm referring not to the Chinese people, not to the people of China, decent a descent or heritage. What we're talking about here is the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party. Wow. FBI director, I guess, finally gets it. Here's an article from NBC News. Some Asian American groups have accused the Justice Department and the FBI of overreaching, especially with a Trump-era national security program called the China Initiative, which is now what they're using to go after Chinese espionage. Well, calling it racist if a Republican does it, but calling it progressive if a liberal does it. Uh, This was created to address Chinese economic espionage in universities and research institutions. You had to stop people like Charles Lieber. And then the disgusting people at Harvard are like, well, we can't, you can't arrest and talk bad about making a deal with China like Lieber did because then it's going to discourage international cooperation. Well, here's an idea. Don't sell your country and your university out. And then maybe we wouldn't have to put this, this asshole in jail. Okay. Don't commit treason. And then you won't be hauled off in handcuffs. Don't lie about it on top of that. You lie to federal investigators, and then you wonder why your ass is behind bars. And, and your, your liberal Harvard colleagues are like, well, this is going to discourage research. Yeah, it's going to discourage research conducted by Americans for foreign rogue terrorist communist regimes. That's what it's going to discourage. Put their ass in jail indefinitely. There's just no other country, says the FBI director, that presents a broader threat to our ideas, innovation, and economic security than China. It's funny that the FBI director is just figuring that out because I've got a copy of the Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs from the United States Senate, Threats to the Research, uh, U.S. Research Enterprise, China's Talent Recruitment Plans, Staff Report, Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, U.S. Senate. This is back in 2019. I believe this was published a couple of years ago. Senate report on China's spying. And uh, this is a quote from the report. 
Chinese talent programs pose a serious threat to U.S. businesses and universities through economic espionage and theft of intellectual property. The different programs focus on specific fields deemed critical to China to boost China's national capability in science and technology fields. These subject matter experts often are not required to sign non-disclosure agreements with U.S. entities, which could result in loss of unprotected information. They go on to talk about things that are classified, things that are being exported. That's from the Senate committee, but I guess the FBI didn't get a copy of that. You can you can pull it up, though. You have, I guess, better access to this kind of information than the FBI does. And then, of course, the uh, $250 billion America Competes Act, which a lot of representatives in the United States are basically calling the, the Chinese Act. Uh, one representative, Jim Banks of, of uh, Indiana, said that he voted no on the Competes Act because the bill would, quote, help China and hurt Americans. He goes on to say Democrats are using the China issue, which has broad bipartisan public support as a cover to pass their liberal agenda. Well, I, I, I didn't read the whole bill, but from the looks of it, that's exactly what it looks like. Call it the America Competes Act. And who could argue with American competition? Who could argue with America being able to, to get back on that horse, right? That passed in the House. It's going to the Senate. So here's a little piece of information for you. Uh, that bill was sponsored by Nancy Pelosi. Uh, that's the same Nancy Pelosi who said, don't say anything bad about China. China's a good country. Don't say nothing bad about China when you're at the Olympics because they're ruthless. They'll do bad things to you if you say anything about China. But if you want to burn cities down in America, that's okay because we won't do anything to you. That's your free right, your free expression. You can do whatever you want to do. Burn down cities. We'll call it a peaceful protest. It's all okay, right? Pelosi has urged athletes against protesting because the Chinese government might do something bad. Well, is that the same Nancy Pelosi that backed Representative Eric Swallowswell? Remember Swallowswell because of his interaction with a Chinese spy? Well, it was more than an interaction. It's a lot more than an interaction, maybe several interactions. Ha, wink, wink. Or is that the is that the same kind of deal that Representative Feinstein had? Remember, remember Senator Feinstein? Remember she had a uh, a driver who was literally a Chinese spy. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's okay though, because you know it's China. We like China. Good dragon, good dragon. Literally, you've got senators with Chinese spies driving them around. You've got representatives banging Chinese spies. And uh, then people try to make that political. That's not political. That's espionage. That's that's spying. Uh, and it ain't just representatives of the United States government. It's not just Congress. It's uh, the White House. It's not just government. It's small companies, big companies, universities that like actively engage in the espionage with these foreign governments because for some reason, and I can't figure it out, People really, really like China. Like, okay, great culture. I mean, every culture is great. So I shouldn't really have to say it's a great culture. Every culture is great in some way. Every people are great in some way. There's a lot of Chinese assholes. There's probably more Chinese assholes than American assholes because there's billions of them, right? But why do people like it so much? I don't get it. And uh, maybe, they, maybe, they, maybe they like 
the, the censorship. Maybe they like the spine. Maybe they like the cold, dark, unappealing, black and white, gray world that the Chinese people live in. Or at least that's what they show the public at at the Olympic Games. That's that's all that you see: nuclear power plants in the background. There's no they like, they didn't they didn't build anything that that makes it look better. It's just this closed loop TV, radio, photographs. Everything is just this closed loop of of an artificial, a synthetic environment that the Chinese government has created. Reporters, fans of the games, there aren't many. Because you're not allowed to really go to anything. They're not allowed to have people there. It, everything is kept within this little tight-knit community to keep people safe from COVID. No, it's to prevent people from seeing what's going on outside of that confined area. And you've got athletes that are basically being denied uh, not only you know freedom of movement, but they're being denied uh, proper meals, food. Like They're not giving people food. They're not letting people go out and do what they want to do. I, I just... Why do people like that? Is your life so sad? Are you so pathetic that you need other people who are equally as pathetic but have a little bit of power to tell you what to do and how to live your life? Here's what we need to do. Let's start something tonight on The Secret Teachings. The next time you see someone wandering around with a hammer and sickle, you don't go up and punch them. That's childish. You say to them, kindly and nicely. Why do you support genocide? Why do you support fascism? Why do you support dictatorship? Why do you support the destruction of free will and free thought? I'm just curious. And they'll be baffled. What do you mean the hammer and sickle? That's the workers of the world uniting. Well, how do you feel about the truckers in Canada? Evil, racist, bigots. Well, aren't those just workers of the world uniting together or is, did, did I miss did I miss something here or is it just we're supposed to unite for communist ideals we're supposed to unite if the government tells us to do so is that is that basically am I is that is that accurate is that is that what we're supposed to do because I just here here by the way let me play this for you this is the Ottawa City Council Diane Deans from the Ottawa City Council, uh, she has some choice words for the truckers. And listen to this. This is like classic authoritarian propaganda. It is like a raw, unfiltered version of gaslighting. If you want to learn how to gaslight, listen to Diane Deans. Listen to this. This is just incredible gaslighting. Are on day eight of this occupation, our city... So it's an occupation. This group is emboldened by the lack of enforcement by every level of government. They are terrorizing our residents. Terrorizing our residents. Take note that everything she says is precisely what the governments, the different provinces of Canada have done to their people since the beginning of the so-called pandemic. Let me rewind it just a little bit here. They are terrorizing our residents. You terrorized your citizens. Torturing them with incessant honking. You have tortured them with incessant statistics and fear mongering every night and every day. But 
these truckers are honking horns and it's terrorizing them with incessant honking. Incessant honking, threatening them and preventing them from leading their lives. Threatening them and preventing them from leading their lives. Like when you locked everybody down, when you shut down small businesses, when you let people go to big box stores and wouldn't let them go other places, they can go to bars, but not to church. Is that the kind of thing that you're talking about? People cannot go to work. Or, yeah, they couldn't go to work. They had to do it remotely to protect people in the workplace. Open their businesses. They cannot sleep. Yeah, because you close the businesses down. You're all shut up and let, let this play. ...by every level of government. They are terrorizing our residents, torturing them with incessant honking, threatening them and preventing them from leading their lives. People cannot go to work or open their businesses. They cannot sleep, walk, shop, go to medical appointments, or enjoy their neighborhood. This group is a threat to our democracy. What we're seeing is bigger than just a city of Ottawa problem. This is a nationwide insurrection. Democracy, democracy. It's a nationwide insurrection. Where do you think they got that idea from? Why are they using the same talking points in Canada that they use down here in the States? It's terrorism. It's an insurrection. It's white supremacy. It's an attack on democracy. Like, literally, nothing's even happened in Canada. There's a couple agent provocateurs where nothing even happened, though. They're like, they're calling it the same thing. It's insurrection. It's terrorism. See, that is, that's what authoritarians do. Weak, pathetic weasels that have no power, but they think that they have a little bit of power and they try to use it to control your life. Now, on the other hand, that's what a Chinese communist agent sounds like. This is what an American sounds like. Listen to the difference. I know there are many educators who want to protect children. This goal is not different from my own. Our implementation. This is a mother at a Virginia school board meeting to get through COVID without harm. Unfortunately, politics leads us to believe there is only one solution, masks. Yet thousands of schools around the country have been open during the entire pandemic without masks and no corresponding rise in serious illness. There were not child coffins lined up as some educators in this county suggested would be the case. See, if this were China, if this were China, I would just stop it right there and it would say censored. And you can't listen to the rest of it. But this is America. This isn't communist China. Things have been going pretty much as normal. Kids are getting sick despite wearing masks. We are forcing healthy children home for exposure despite them wearing masks. And we are segregating children by vaccination status and religious exemption status despite the wearing of masks. So I ask you, if masks work, why don't they? I'd now, I'd now like to cover the facts. Not policy is determined by the White House, not CDC recommendations, which I remind you is still policy. Policy, I might add, that changes by the day without any basis in science at all. So here are the facts. Authoritarianism. To any one of you. Over the course of the pandemic, 49,000 children have died of all causes. 331 of those were COVID-related. Yet we have turned kids' lives upside down at school for what is essentially a non-risk. Let's put that risk into context. Last year, fewer kids died of COVID-19 than of heart disease, cancerous tumors, suicide, homicide, and drownings. Have the protocols, have, have the schools stopped serving hamburgers and french fries? Have we put up tinfoil on the ceilings to block power lines? 
Do we even address the growing incidences of suicide during the pandemic? Obesity, no. suicide, we depression. We play politics with kids' faces by placing restrictive fabric over their noses and mouths that the CDC itself has said don't do anything. You get the idea. There's, there's a real American. There's a real, and when I say American, I don't mean like a citizen. I mean like the ethos of liberty, the idea of free thought and free expression of access to information to overturn the narrative of whatever the authoritarian state is telling you. That's what an American sounds like. This is what a communist sounds like. Are on day eight of this occupation. Our city is under siege. Listen to those words, occupation, siege. This group is emboldened by emboldened. the lack of enforcement by every level of government. Terrorizing. They are terrorizing honking. our residents, torturing them with torturing. incessant honking, threatening them and preventing threatening them, them from leading their lives. People cannot go to work or open their businesses. They cannot sleep, <laughs> walk, shop, go to medical appointments or enjoy their neighborhood. This group is a threat to our democracy. What we're democracy. seeing democracy is bigger now. than just a city of Ottawa problem. It's an insurrection. This is a nationwide insurrection. So literally, workers of the world uniting is an insurrection if they're doing it to oppose authoritarianism, but if they're doing it to tear down their neighbors and destroy society and culture, then it's a good thing, right? It's a good thing. Uh, baffling, isn't it? So you have to get rid of the ideas, the culture, the habits, and the customs to build back better. And when you destroy the four olds, you can reconstruct them on the ashes of the old. A new world, a new normal, building back better on the ashes of the old. That's the three banners campaign of communist China in the 50s. The three red banners, the same red banners the White House uses for their campaign, right? Joe Biden, three red banners. Kamala Harris, who said we've got to, we've got to have an equality of outcome. Yeah, that's communism. That's regulating things. That's government getting involved. Doesn't work. Leads to starvation. Leads to no food on the shelves. <gasps> Aren't we seeing that in the United States of America? You're getting like a little tiny taste of what it's like to live in North Korea. Getting a little tiny taste of what it's like to live in communist China. The censorship, restriction of movements. Restriction of association, restriction of religious practice, can't go to church, but you can go to a bar. Restriction of where you can shop, price controls, organizing distribution, who gets what and when they can get it. Having limited access to what you can go to the store and buy. You can only buy four of those. You can only buy five of those. Basically having rations. Everything that you interact with, every video, everything that you see on TV, everything is propaganda run by the state, run by institutes, run by organizations, having your ideas and your thoughts stolen, literally having your ideas and your thoughts stolen, intellectual property theft, technological theft. I mean, those are, those are all just little tiny bits, little samples, little tiny, like you have those little tea parties with the tiny sandwiches, just little samples, little samples of what you get in the wonderful state of communist China. And what you see at the Olympics, the limited access that the media has with streets blocked off, buildings blocked off, just a big bubble where guards are guarding gates and security fences and you can't go anywhere. And just to prove a point, they take Polish, they take Finnish, they take anybody, just drag them away. Drag them away, put them in a quarantine facility, 
skaters, hockey players, uh, you know, you name it, and then release them and then say, we made a mistake. You've got to go back to quarantine. And by the way, while you're in quarantine, you don't really get any food. This is 2022. <laughs> and uh, we think that's okay. I mean, a couple countries stage a diplomatic boycott. Is that good enough? No, we should be like, we're not sending any athletes to the games. I'm sorry. You trained your whole life. You want to compete for the United States of America. We're, we're, not, we're not having athletes go to the games. We're, we're, we're boycott As a country, we're boycotting the Olympics. And just call China out for what they are. I mean, when, when Trump did that, it's not like nuclear war started. Just call China out for what they are. They steal intellectual like property. They steal technological property. They've infiltrated virtually every university. They've infiltrated virtually every government office. Hell, a senator in California, Dianne Feinstein, had a Chinese spy driving her around. That was her chauffeur. Eric Swallowell was like banging, I think, banging a, a Chinese spy. Literally, they're everywhere. What do you have against Chinese culture? Are you, are you retarded, dude? What do you mean Chinese culture? You mean the culture that was destroyed by the current ruling party? I have nothing against the culture. I have everything against the party that destroyed that culture. That's the problem I have. And, and everything, just everything is just cold, stale, and a reminder of where we are going if we don't start saying exactly what is happening. China is waging outright cultural and physical genocide against a minority ethnic population called the Uyghurs. And it's a fact. I mean, hell, even the United Nations acknowledges it. Countries are diplomatically boycotting the games, but it's all just political theater. It's just, it's all a big thing, a political theater. I mean, if, if you had like real balls, you would just call China out for what they are and leave. And, and if I just, why, why does the NBA want China? But because of money, just more people, more money, 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 money. How much money do you need while claiming you're about equality and justice? Really? What about equality and justice for Fulong Gong? What about equality and justice for traditional Chinese culture? What about equality and justice for the Uyghur population that are being systematically exterminated in camps? But hey, when they graduate from the camps, they don't have to go back to them. Yes, because they're dead. Concentration camps, re-education centers, literally millions of them, millions, a million at least in counter-extremist centers, another two million in forced re-education camps just being indoctrinated with political and cultural things of, of the Communist Party. And maybe that's why Olympic ratings are so low. Maybe it's because NBC decided to talk politics and uh, pass over those human rights abuses in their opening commentary. Maybe it's the reason that people are you know, questioning why China chose a, a Uyghur torchbearer, or at least someone who supposedly has Uyghur descent, or they're descended from, from, from Uyghurs like partly, a 20-year-old cross-country skier. I mean, it's, it's because the Olympic Committee is like, well, they have every right to participate. Well, that's not the question. They have a right to participate. It's why were they chosen? Explicitly, it was a message sent to the world. Uh, we can kill people, we can commit genocide, and then we'll take the people we're killing and we'll have them light the torch. I mean... To people that only know about Hitler in history, that would be like Hitler having a Jew light the Olympic torch and being like, look, we love Jews. Which, by the way, they didn't hate Jews that bad because there were a lot of Jews that served in the SS. Hitler was part Jewish himself. <clears throat> Nancy Pelosi said, by the way, if you missed that, athletes should avoid 
protesting so they don't anger China. Really, well, <clears throat> you supported uh, Eric Swalwell when he was trading secrets with the Chinese and, you know, your buddy, Diane Feinstein, had a Chinese spy driving her around. Lack of food, classic. Quarantine facilities for no reason, classic. Dutch reporter being dragged off of a live Olympic segment during the opening ceremony. It's classic. China actively engaged in censorship and, uh, well, not just censorship. I'd be really scared if I was uh, Beverly Zhu or Zhu Yi. She fell during the skating competition. Whew. She might not ever walk again. And then, of course, Chinese-American free skier, San Francisco girl, Eileen Gu. She wants to compete for China, not America, because her mom might be Chinese. Just raw propaganda. The FBI director says, look, uh, Chinese spying's out of control. They acknowledge that like that's the first time we've heard something like that. Are they serious? Is this guy serious? Is he serious? What do you China's spying? It's bad. Really? And then, of course, uh, you know. China is literally just just like they take children at a young age, they beat them, they torture them, and and they select children by by their DNA to train, be tortured and brainwashed and then compete in the Olympics. Right. And just because you got to have the perfect specimen. Uh, there's a good article by the Epoch Times about the Communist Party of China collecting uh, American athletes' DNA, but just top athletes, top athletes uh, collecting their DNA at the games. Uh, part of that's because they're, they're literally getting the DNA through the COVID tests. Very, very convenient, which is from the beginning, some, I, I believe firmly that part of it is uh, the, the testing is DNA collection. I mean, that's 23andMe, uh, YouTube, Google, all these big companies, uh, Ancestry, all the links to the NSA and the Mormon Church and the Vatican and pharmaceutical companies, GlaxoSmithKline. And yes, yeah, it's all just for, for protecting the public, though. No, it's protecting the narrative. It's protecting the status quo. It's protecting the communist Chinese. It's protecting communism as a, as a wonderful idea in the world, you know, where it leads to hundreds of millions of people dying, starving to death, being put in forced labor camps. But all we know about is Hitler. And this lifeless environment in China is really just a blueprint for the rest of the world. And rather than glorifying it to appease the Chinese government and Pooh Bear, Xi Jinping, we should be resisting it at every turn. Otherwise, we're all going to take home not the Olympic gold, not the Olympic silver, not the Olympic bronze, not even a not an honorable mention. We're going to take home the Olympic red in more than one way. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to the show archive on the website to get access to the advertisement-free show, all of my montages, all of my digital books, and yearly subscribers because you can subscribe for a week or a month, or a year. When you subscribe for a year, you get a physical copy of one of my books, your choice, Occult Arcana Food Philosophy or The Technological Elixir. You can read reviews of those books on the website at thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe to the show. Please grab a copy of one of the books. If you've already done that, thank you so much. That keeps us on air. That keeps us broadcasting. Please leave a note. Give us a rating on one of the applications that you're using to help promote the show. And I uh, also want to give a big shout-out to a listener here in Tucson named uh, Joe who uh, helped me with some personal things with my car. 
he was very nice and went through and uh helped me change out some struts and a rotor on my a couple rotors on my car and if it wouldn't have been for joe i wouldn't have been getting around tucson so big shout out to joe thank you for being a listener and big supporter of the show it's the secret teachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com stay safe stay informed stay healthy we'll talk to you in the next broadcast you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com stay tuned to ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm